0: what's up y'all it's be dangerous back again with another edition of dangerous sports talk i know again it's been a minute since i did a video but i've telly i told y'all in the last episode when i cover games i go by series not by game so i'd rather do everything at one time rather than go through game by game and that would burn me the hell out so this is the best way to do it and if you were not following Dangerous Sports, please follow Dangerous Sports on Spotify. Wherever podcasts are available, also follow Dangerous Wait Dangerous Sports on the Facebook page as well, and me, Be Dangerous, at the B Dangerous on Twitter and Instagram. So let's just get right into it. So the Warriors and Mavericks series, the Mavericks, obviously lost against my Miami. Forgive me, I'm at work. I'm trying to rush a little bit, and I don't want to, but the Warriors won a series four games to one, and I already knew that was going to happen. The Warriors are too good. You got way too much firepower, especially when you got Steph Curry doing what he does. Their are new pieces in Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kuminga, Dre. You got Clay working, and I'm honestly so proud of Clay. After everything that he has been through, with his injuries, his comeback days being pushed back for him to still be able to come back and perform at a high level is nothing short of incredible. Because if you guys really know Clay Thompson, you guys know that his father, Michael Thompson, is a former Laker. He wasn't the the former Laker like, of course, Magic Johnson would be. But still, he was still an integral part of the Showtime Lakers. And to see his son come back after a torn ACL, a torn, torn Achilles, he had... 941 days until his NBA return and now he's back in the finals that's nothing but determination right there and to see him still be able to perform at a high level like he did before I respect that I definitely respect that because it shows that you can't give up especially in the NBA when you have career altering injuries like he had and you're still able to come back and do what you do as a player. You got to give it up for that. So I definitely respect Klay Thompson for that. But the Warriors moved on. Like I knew they would. However, the Boston-Miami series was a little trickier than that. Because I'm like, I felt that it was going to go to seven games at least. And I was correct. The Celtics won that series three games, really, four games to three. Jason Tatum is the eastern conference finals champion i'm sorry mvp my bad and during this game he had a tribute armband to kobe and the most ironic thing about this is most of boston's players love laker players which in the eyes of some fans is absolute blasphemy because if you're with a certain team you have to idolize the legends of that team in order to be respected no Jason Tatum was a Kobe fan, and if anybody has any chance of being quote-unquote, and I say that loosely, quote-unquote, the next Kobe, or had that same killer instinct, it would be Jason Tatum, because he's doing tributes to Kobe, he has the killer instinct, he has the scoring abilities, he's doing everything that Kobe was doing at that age, and I believe he's 24, if I'm not mistaken, but Miami you have to make good shot selections and convert shots because Miami was bad down the stretch to say the very least the only time they outscored Boston was in the fourth quarter and they had 21 points while Boston at 18 but still the first three quarters Boston had 32 23 and 27 points and if you're scoring in Miami's case in the first quarter 17, second quarter, 32, third quarter, 26 points. You have to really look at yourselves and be like, yo, you worked your asses off to get to this point, to get another chance to be in the NBA Finals, and sometimes your shots just don't fall. And what they really needed was ju- was um really uh Steve Smith, cause Smitty would have given them the points they needed down the stretch in order to break even with the the Celtics. But what can you really do? Boston is going to the finals with the Warriors. And honestly, all I want to see is a good series. I'm not going to say Celtics in six, Warriors in six. But honestly, I do see the Warriors winning. Especially with how much firepower they have. Boston is no slouch either. But knowing how Golden State executes and they thrive on taking the hearts out of their hearts out of their opponents early, that's something that they thrive on. So just knowing that they are gonna play against Boston is gonna be a good series. I just hope everybody stays healthy so we can have even matchups and no one can say, oh, Boston only won because XYZ or because Clay was hurt because Steph was hurt. I don't want to hear any of that. I want a good series with absolutely no excuses whatsoever. But, there are some other things I want to talk about as well. Oh, Mr. Colin Kaepernick has a tryout with the Oakland. I still keep calling them the Oakland Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. And this is the first time he's had any type of contact with any NFL team since 2016. Because we all know the story behind why Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from the NFL and how the media tried to spin it into something completely fucking different when that was not the case. He said, I'm kneeling because cops are killing innocent black people. And the media, instead of dealing with the issue at hand, They took that and said, oh, he's unpatriotic. He doesn't like being American. Oh, he isn't one of us, and we're just going to blackball this dude because he's standing up. Well, I'm sorry, he's not standing up for the anthem. That's what the narrative was. But ever since then, people have been fighting, fighting for Colin Kaepernick to be back in the NFL because we know that he is a former Super Bowl champion, and he is better than half the quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now. So to see him get another chance with another team... Even if, even if it's a tryout, I don't really see Las Vegas giving him a chance to be on the team. It would be awesome if he did. It would be absolutely awesome. But in taking him, I know they're gonna face a lot of criticism, saying how they shouldn't have took a chance on a guy that's a troublemaker. I'm like, well, for that, y'all, may, he may as well just walked up and shot his coach when he was in San Francisco. Like, there's a lot more things to worry about in the NFL over a player kneeling for the National Anthem. But, what can I say? I'm glad he has another chance to play on an NFL team. And I hope, I really, really hope, that he does be, get get another chance to be on an NFL roster where he should have been in the first place. Now, this this subject here... I had to wait a couple of days for certain things to really come out before I talked about it because I don't like talking about things when the story first first breaks because certain things will circulate and certain things will happen and then after I talk about it more stuff will happen to the subject and I'm like okay just let me get a minute to let a couple days go by before I actually talk about everything because I don't want to miss anything but what I'm talking about is that Naomi and Sasha Banks walked out Of WWE Raw. I put their women's tag team belts on the desk of Vince McMahon and left the company. And for that, they were suspended indefinitely. The reasons for them walking out is because they felt like they weren't appreciated and they were just being put in matches instead of being valued by the company. And honestly, I don't blame them for leaving. Because WWE has had a habit, a bad habit, of releasing talent for no particular fucking reason, and then the talent that you have, you don't fully appreciate or completely execute the way that you should be. So when you have these two ladies, who are probably two of the best on your roster, when they leave, you're gonna look for other other ladies in the, in the company to take on the load that they had, and especially with them being two African American ladies. That's going to be looked at with more criticism. Say Liv Morgan or Becky Lynch left the company. There will be a lot more sympathy than they're they're getting. And then with Roman leaving the company to do whatever he wants to do, that just leaves a huge void on SmackDown and WWE. Because for the last two years or so, Roman was like a band-aid to keep the issues that was really going on under wraps. But the real fans already know w w e has been on bullshit for years years, and shit like this is why Stone Cold walked out because he didn't like where they were going creatively they were just putting in matches with no real build up and it's like I think in Vince McMahon's eyes they're supposed talent's supposed to do whatever he says. And if they don't like it, they just have to bite their lip and take it. But no, these two ladies know their worth. And since they suspended them instead of firing them, that tells me that they don't want them to go to AEW. Because AEW will show you what to do with these ladies. I'm sure Naomi could have a much better career over there than WWE. Because Naomi, she's been, I guess, appreciated to an extent. She was the first black woman champion at WrestleMania, which I love. Sasha Banks is a superstar as well. And to lose her to AEW would be a huge blow to the women's division. Because, of course, she's a homegrown WWE star. So to have her go over there, it would be all bad for them. Because it's like you already got got rid of a chunk of talent with no valid explanation. And you have... What rosters you have left, they're the ones that are carrying, the, carrying this company. And if you lose that backbone, you're not going to have anything to stand on. So just knowing that WWE is on some more bullshit, it just makes me sad for the talent that... Uh, it makes me sad for the talent that has nowhere to go after this. Because they spent their whole lives training to be a professional wrestler, then they get it. Then the company in question doesn't truly value them or really use them to their full potential. Like they have nowhere to go after that. But like I said with AEW being there and WWE not being the only game in town anymore, they're going to have some place to really shine and thrive the way that they should have been doing in WWE. So, it's just a lot. Like I respect them for walking out because they felt like they weren't being treated right. In, in this business, you can never truly say never, especially in the wrestling business, because they can be suspended for X amount of time. And then out of the blue, they'll come back with a new contract to negotiation. And it might not be public, but they'll bring them back. So that's what I'm hoping happens, because they didn't fire neither of them. But walking out on a show is a big no, no. Because fans are expecting to see you. You can never just walk off the job and go home. But those that have the balls to do it, they always made sure that they got what they deserved tenfold. Because that's exactly what Austin did. After he walked out, he came back as the general manager of Raw. And Stone Cold was just as good as he was when he was wrestling. But I just hope that they get this shit together because... You're pretty much hanging by a thread... Your biggest superstar has already left, and vacated vacated the unified unified titles. Two of your like your women's tag team champions just walked out. Now people are looking at you like, well, what the hell are you doing down there? And Stephanie left. Stephanie left the company. Now they just fired Shane for the fiasco that happened at the Royal Rumble. And when Stephanie walks out. It just makes you really think. But you also have to realize that Triple H with his health issues, she might want to go take care of him, do whatever she has to do there. But, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And 15 minutes almost, yeah, I'm going to wrap things up. I'm going to get my ass out of work. Happy Memorial Day to you and your family. Thank you guys for your undying love and your support for the show as well. Like I said, follow me at dbdangerous on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Dangerous Sports off the the Facebook page and follow dangerous sports talk here on Spotify and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, I am out of here. Peace.